Okay, everybody, so let's learn uh, something that has to do with Parshas Vayeshev and Hanukkah together. There's a lot of correlation, of course, between Parshas Vayeshev and Hanukkah because it's the Parsha that precedes Hanukkah. And um, one of the most famous of the, uh, of the associations is the Gemara in Shabbos. Let's... Uh, Let's see that together inside. The Pasuk says, that the brothers took Yasef and they threw him into the pit. They threw him into the pit. And the pit was empty and there was no water in it. So... The Gemara in Mesecha Shabbos, let's see on the bottom, Eid Bazet Tamua, Heich Hishlicha Yisraelabarim Nechashem Akravim. The Vilnagain asked, How is it possible that they threw him into a pit that was full of snakes and scorpions? That itself was an act of murder. How are they, they, he, they thought that they would save his life by throwing him into a, a pit that was full of snakes and scorpions? We are so rest assured, we're so confident that if somebody's thrown into a pit with snakes and scorpions on the bottom that he's going to die, that if you see that happening, if you see him thrown, a person, a random person thrown into it, you can already be made on him that he's dead. His wife is no longer uh, bound. She, she could get remarried because we know that he's dead. According to the sheet of the Chacham in Yivamis, Liam Cain lay Haisat Sala, Bat Sala, Bat Sas Ruvain la Shlichla Barsh and the Chachamak Rabbim. What exactly did Ruvain uh, do that was so heroic? Ruvain saved Yosef. Ruvain goes down in history as being the savior of Yosef. How is that saving Yosef? You 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 took him instead of maybe murdering him, Biadayim. You threw him into a pit that's full of snakes and scorpions. What exactly uh, is um, is the Chiddush. So, before, I, I may, may have jumped the gun a little bit. Um, well, no, let's learn the Gemara. So, based on the Gemara and Shabbos, this is a very, very essential Gemara and Shabbos and Chafal from Abayz going up to the top of Chafal from and Aleph. Amr of Khan, Adarash of Nasan Bar Minyumi, Mishmeder of Tanchem. This is how the Gemara reads. If you have a Ner Chanukah, Ner Chanukah has to be under 20, under 20 Amis. If it's higher than 20 Amis, it's Psula. Like Sukkah, Sukkah we know the Schach cannot be higher than 20 Amis. A Mavoy, which is like the, um, the alleyway, which has to have a, 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 a Lachi and a Mavoy, um, rather on 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 the top it has to be also lower than twenty am that kaira on top of that of that ches has to be under twenty am if it's higher then it's no good why and the gemara says rashi brings that you can't see it your eye your natural um Vision will not notice something that's higher than 20 amas. And by sukkah, you have to notice that it's, there's a schach that you're sitting in a sukkah, you have to be cognizant of that. And a mavo, you have to be aware of the fact that there's a, that there's a, a kaira 
that's sort of um, making a tzuras pesach by the mavoi, and by Ner also, it's parsumi nisa. You have to be able to see the candles, and you can't see the candle if it's higher than twenty amas. That's the first gemara in Shabbos, and then immediately after this gemara. It says as follows, the Amr of Kana, another Vardar of Kana. So it's true that it's both Rav Kana, so that really is the, the real reason of, this, of the connection between the Gemaras, but still, there still must be a reason that we, Dafka, of all the Rav Kanas and Shas, we, Dafka, put these two together. Darash Rav Nasan Bar Menyumi, Mishmeder Rav Tancham, Maidach Ziv, Avarek, Ein Bay Mayim. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Avarek, Ein Bay Mayim? The fact that it says the pit was empty, don't I know that there was no water in it? There is no water in it, but there are something else in it. What are there? So what do we see from here? We see that um, there were snakes and scorpions in it, and, um, and that really is where the Gemara is, that's where the Gain's Kasha is, that how is that a Hatzala? How is that Ruvain saving Yasef if there were snakes and scorpions, as the Gemara says, on the bottom of the pit? Mefarish Bazehagra. So the Vilnagain explains as follows. What is the connection between these two memories? We have a rule that there is no Hashlacha whenever the Pasuk says a Lashnav. Shin Lamed Chaf, That Lashon of Hashlacha, and this is something you always have to remember, this Lashon of Hashlacha is not less than 20 Amas. How do you know this? Where does he get this from? There's a Mefarish, Besaif Parakama de Tamid. One of the Mesechtas, uh, Ketanis, is called Mesechtas Tamid. And, um, in the end of the first parak, there is a mafarish. There's no Rashi on it, but there is a mafarish, an explainer. And there, bedibra maskal tzavar hagacholim, it says as follows: v'kimlul rabbanon t'lay mikri hashlacha pachim eser mamet black and white. The mafarish says that whenever it uses a lashon of hashlacha, it's never less than twenty amos. It's always going to be more than twenty amos. V'im kain kan shemafurish bepasuk v'yashlicha isa abayra. Over here, where it says beferish in the pasuk that they threw him a lashon of hashlacha into the pit, kan hashlacha. So that means that there was hashlacha in the pit. Mashma shaya amuk According to the mefarish, it has to be that it was deeper the pit than twenty. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to use a lashon of hashlacha. It must be that it was deeper than twenty amis. Now it makes sense because now uh, if it's deeper than twenty amis. So then you can't see uh, down into the pit that far. It's too far. They Pasha didn't see the Nechashim and the Akrabim. So before we get to the next thing, is that clear? The Vilnagain is saying in answer to his question of how this was a saving of Adarubain think to save Yaseh by throwing him into a, a, a very dangerous pit, the answer is that really, that's why the Gemaras are together. The Gemara is Bikavana putting this Rivkana together with the other Rivkana and teaching you that what? That just like, just like 
um, Ner Chanukah that's put higher than 20 Amis is no good because the eye doesn't see it, doesn't notice it. So too, if you have a, um, a Lashon of why? Because it's a lot... So too, if you have a deep bar, and we know that it was a deep bar because he used the Lashon of Ashlacha, the Mefarish in Tamid says that Ashlacha means more than 20 Amis. So just like Ner Chanukah, you can't see uh, deeper than 20 Amis into the pit. So they looked down into the pit, they didn't see uh, anything dangerous down there because they weren't able to, because it was deeper than 20 Amis. And so therefore, that is why um, that's the connection, and therefore it was considered an act of saving Yisrael, even though it was, it was a dangerous situation, but they didn't see it. So they thought it was an empty pit. Anyone have any kashras on this guy? Isn't a pit like more than 20 alam means they're going to die anyway? Yosef's going to die? How's he going to get out of the 20 alam pit? You mean if there's no food in there, how's he going to get out of there? Yeah, Even if it's empty? And if 30, 40 feet fall, from 30 or 40 feet fall isn't exactly comfortable. Right. Why do you need the, 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 the juxtaposition then? You can just learn it out stomp. Actually, from the fact that it uses this lashon and the mafarish in tummy. Uh, so that's a good question. Also, why? Who? What do you need even the ner chanaka? Good question. Also, um, they, they, you said they couldn't see the bottom, so they couldn't see if there were snakes or scorpions. But that means they couldn't see anything. So why would they assume that there might be something dangerous down there? Why would they assume, or why wouldn't, wouldn't they assume? I mean, they couldn't see the bottom, so they're just going to throw them into a random pit. It seems, right. still doesn't seem like the safest or saving right. him by doing that. Right, these are all great questions. I never thought of any of them, honestly. Um, I had a kasha that it doesn't seem like it even is a, like, it, it seems like a little bit apples and oranges to me. When, when it says that a Ner Chanukah that's higher than 20 Amis you can't see. Does that mean you can't see it? I could see it. You don't notice it. You don't notice it. It's just, it's, it's just like a peripheral vision type of thing. Like when you're, when you're walking down the street, you're not noticing something that's higher than 20 amas. It doesn't mean that you can't see it. If a Ner Hanukkah, you know, if there's a big Lubavitch, you know, Ner Hanukkah in the street, and I see that there's a, that it's a, you know, there's a menorah there, I could look up, I could see 20 amas high. That's not the point. The point isn't that I, it's, it's out of my, a human eye cannot, cannot see that. It's just that as you're walking down the street, your eye doesn't focus on that. Your eye is looking at a certain, you know, a certain uh, horizon of, of vision, and it's out of the horizon of vision. It's above the horizon of vision. I don't have, I don't have that, you know, that the, the eye doesn't see it. It doesn't mean that you can't see it. Of course I could see it. I could see it. I could see a menorah if it's on the 50th floor of a building probably, but if you have a decent vision. But I just, it's not, and a sukkah also, I could look up and see the schach if it's higher than 20. I just don't notice it when I'm sitting in a sukkah. I just don't notice it. And he's comparing that to, a, uh, to looking down into a pit, you know, and saying, oh, so it must be that just like you don't see when it comes to their Hanukkah, if it's higher than 20, they didn't see when it's deeper than 20. They, you could see, theoretically, I mean, it might be a dark pit, that might, but that's a different reason. Even if it was less than 20, if it's a dark pit, maybe I can't see what's on the bottom of it. But it's still, but it's, it's sort of like, I don't see really the, uh, the association between the two, uh, the, two, the, two, the two types of seeings. The Gemara in Sukkah, uh, one of the alternate 
that shot them in Bly can't be pharyamesis, uh, that the shamash isn't able to shine in the cell isn't coming directly from the spot inside the walls. So perhaps that since you'd say that since pharyamesis, which is the same distance, then you couldn't see all the way down if you're not, unless you're standing uh, right, looking like straight into the pet. Maybe that day at noon, the sun sang straight, straight on the bottom of the pet. You mean because that, it's like all, so you're comparing that Gemara in, Sha, in Sukkah that, that it's going to, so I don't have a straight, unless, like when you look down in a pit, you're not going to see necessarily the bottom of the pit. You'll just see the sides of the pit. Okay, I hear, I, I, it just, this always bothered me, this Vilna. It's a very famous Vilna Gain, um, but it always bothered me, uh, this comparison between the two cases. All right, think about it. The guy adds something else to make it a little bit extra uh, tasty. It says that they threw him into the bayra. And notice it doesn't have a vav in that bayra. Chaser vav. The brothers thought that the pit was totally empty. That's why it was missing a, a vav. They thought it was totally empty of snakes and scorpions also. The barrek is, um, it, it was full. It was a mole bar. There, the barrek aimed by Mayim. So the brothers, when they threw him in, it was chaser, meaning they thought that the bar was totally empty, but but it was really full. It had a vav. And the second time, when it says vabarek, because lamaisa. There were nechashim akrabim, so the guy is bringing another, like a remez in the pasuk itself to teach you the difference between the, you know, what the brothers thought versus what the reality was. I want to just uh, add on two uh, two thoughts to this vilnagain. I meant to make copies of this, I apologize. There's a, there's a Gemara in Sanhedrin, Memheim and Aleph. And the Gemara says, uh, it speaks, it's speaking about a bar. And Tysus there says that in Baba Kama, Dafnunam Abbez, Rashi says, Mishum de Stam Bar Asara. That Stam Bar is 10 Tfachim. That was the Hanukkah that Rashi says. Whenever you have a bar, a, a, an average Stam pit is 10, is 10 Tfachim. The Kashla Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Tam asks on this Rashi, Adarabba, Stambar Yosemi Asara. Stambar is more, much more than Asara. Kada Ashkachan be Yosef, the Yermia. He brings also a story about Yermia, but let's stick to Yosef. Shehoshlachula bar, that they were thrown into a bar. Ukada Ashkachan be bar, Shamila Yishma ben Isanichalolim. The Kam Pirish, the Stambar ain't a pachas miyod. So the Gemara in Sanhedrin over here is implying that you oh, it has a Kedei Lahamas, it's ten Tvachim. Ten Tvachim is like the amount that the Gemara is saying is, is a bar. And that's enough to kill, a, to kill, if something's thrown into a bar that's ten Tvachim deep, that's enough to kill it. But, so the Gemara in Sanhedrin seems to be saying that Stama bar is about ten Tvachim. So Taisa says, what do you mean? It's not ten tvachim. By Yosef, we find that it's much deeper than ten tvachim. By Yosef, should right, right, exactly. Could have, if it was ten tvachim, you could just climb out of it. It must be that it was a much deeper bar. 
That's Taisa's Kashan Rashi. Any Terutsim that you could think of? So based on this Vilna Gain that we learned tonight, I don't think it's a Kashan Rashi. Because the Vilna Gain is saying that the Mefarish says that whenever you have a Lashon of Hashlacha, Hashlacha implies more than 10, more than 20 Amas. More than 20 Amas. Hashlacha, anytime it says Hashlacha, it's more than 20 Amas. So it's very, Rashi could answer Tysus that I'm talking about Stam a bar. A bar Stam, an average, you know, just a regular bar is 10 Fachim. Ah, Yosef's bar was much more than... Yeah, because there it says, The Pasuk says that they threw a Lashon HaShlacha. If they threw him into the bar, clearly that Lashon HaShlacha teaches you that it's more than 20 Amas, but that's not a normal bar. Because there the Tyrus says a Lashon HaShlacha. When it says a Lashon HaShlacha, that, per, per, that, that, that is telling us that it's deeper than 20 Amas. But Stama Bar, which is what the Gemara is talking about, which is Rashi's explaining is talking about a bar that's ten that's ten fachim. Okay, that's just a ara that uh, I wanted to once say about this Vilna Gain. Um, two other Yisaitis about this drasha. Uh, one that a Bachar once told me years and years ago. I had a Talmud. He was from England and he learned in a certain yeshiva and he told me a vart from a rabbi, from his rabbi. And I like the Vart a lot, and I, uh, it's, it's on this Gemara, so I'll, I'll say it. It's Hanukkah Vart. Um, the Gemara says that Vabar Reik ain't by Mayim. Listen to the words of the Pasuk. The, the Pasuk is saying that the pit is empty. The pit is empty, it had no water. So I said, well, if it says the pit is empty, obviously it had no water, it's empty. So the Gemara says, yeah, Mayim ain't by, there is no water. But in the Chashem Akrabim, Yeshbei. But it did have snakes and scorpions. So what's the Kasha? What? That's not empty. What's the Gemara saying? The Gemara is saying, think, I mean, you know, we're so used to saying this Gemara, right? This Gemara is like, I think we all have heard this Gemara many times. The bar was empty. There was no water. Okay, so it says, It says, We know there's no water. Why does the Tyre have to say there's no water? To, to imply that there's no water, but there's something else. There's snakes and scorpions in it. Hello, that means it's not empty. It has snakes and It's not an empty pit. Why are you telling me it's an empty pit? Any answers? Okay, that that we're gonna get to. That's the uh, another guy that I want to share with you. But that's not that's not this part. What? But in reality, it wasn't empty, right? In reality, it had snakes and scorpion. But yet, the Torah describes it as being empty. It doesn't say it from the vantage point. What? All right, that's not that's not the pashtus in the pasuk. So he says the following. He says, as Rabbi said the following part. I don't remember as Rabbi. I would I would tell you it was. I don't remember which Rebbe it was, so you'll forgive me. But he says like this. He says, let's say you have a refrigerator, okay? You go to somebody's uh, apartment, and you, know, you, you think maybe you know, you're thirsty, you think maybe there's a Coke in there, and you open up the fridge, and it's full of newspapers. No, there's no sodas there, there's no uh, pickles there, there's no... Uh, uh, no ice cream there. It's just newspapers, stacks and stacks of newspapers in the fridge. 
So would you say, wow, this guy's fridge is really, it's a well-stocked fridge? No, because it's empty. The fridge is empty. What does it mean it's empty? Is it empty? No, it's, it, has, it has newspapers in it. When I'm saying the fridge is empty, I mean it's empty from what it's supposed to be. The fridge is supposed to have food in it. If it has newspapers in it, it's still safe to say that it's empty because it's not being used for what it's designed for. When something is not used for its designated purpose, it might be used for something else, but it's not, it still could be properly described as being empty, of being vacuous of, of what it's supposed to serve, what purpose it's supposed to serve. The Pasuk is saying that the pit was empty, it had no water. Now, a bar is normally supposed to have water, that's normally what you keep in it. So it was empty from water, but it did have snakes and scorpions. Aye, but how is it? But that, then it's not empty. Oh, yes, it is empty. Because a pit is not designed to have snakes and scorpions in it. If it has snakes and scorpions, you could still safely say that it's empty because it's not being used for the purpose that it was designed for. That was his Rabbi's Vart. And his Rabbi, you know, continued, and he said the following, which, you know, you can uh, you could debate it if you want it, but it's a, it's a good Musar Vart. He says that, a yid's mind is supposed to be used for Tyra. And this is coming a little bit to what you were saying, that a yid's mind is really supposed to be used for Tyra. If it's not used for Tyra, in a sense, it's empty. The chachmas that we learn, I'm not talking about, you know, getting a profession. We need, you know, we need to use our brains to get a profession. Profession is hard, but it is important. But in terms of what the mind, what, the, what, what a Bantara's mind is for, Bantara's mind is designed for, for Limanata, primarily for Limanata. If you say that Albert Einstein was a brilliant man, it's true, he was brilliant, he was brilliant. But can you say that his mind was full? No, his mind was empty. He was, his, his mind was full of, of brilliant formulas, but it wasn't, what, what it was designated for. He was a Yid. Albert Einstein was a Yid, and he was supposed to use, if, imagine if he would have used his mind for Tyre, he'd be, be Rechaim Brisker maybe. So if a person is able to use his mind for Tyra, this is what his rabbi is, not my part, but if a person is able to use his mind for Tyra, then you could say that your mind is full. If you're using it for something that it wasn't designated for, then you might be very bright, and you might have a lot of stuff in your brain, but it's not... It's not really what, what, what it was meant for. Your brain was meant to be stuffed with Tyre, with ideas, with Allah, with, with, with Joshua's, with Chidushim. And when we're using our mind with, for other things, whether it's sports, whether it's movies, whether it's uh, uh, you know, anything that we do, video games and all that, and we spend so much time every day on these things, that's not full. That's not a mind that's full. It's a mind that's, that's empty. Aye, but it's full. It's, it's newspapers in your mind. It's not. It's newspapers in the refrigerator of your mind. We're supposed to stock our minds with things that are that our mind was made for, and that's and that's of course tyrant. That's uh, vart aleph. The other vart um, is a gain. The gain says um, for some reason it doesn't have it in this uh, in this. In this particular sefer, which is surprising, because he really is very good in, in bringing everything, 
but here he does not bring it. But the var that they say over from the Vilna Gain is that Vabarek ain't by Mayim. Ain Mayim Elatira. So the bar was empty. It had no it didn't have the Mayim of Tyra. When a brain does not have the water of Tyra in it, it's also a Hanukkah bar because Hanukkah is about Limanat Tyra, about Tyra Shabalpah. When a person does not have in his mind um, the water of Tyra, Vabarek ain by Mayim, Mayim ain by when we don't fill up our minds with Taira, what happens? Into that vacuum jumps snakes and scorpions. The Sahara jumps into it. Tivus jump into it. All types of Erhurim jump into it. This is the Ramam. The Ramam says at the end of Yisurei Bia that Ein, what's the lesson of the Ramam? Ein Machsheves Arayas the machshav of arayis, when we have fantasies, when we have machshavas thoughts about about uh, about about arayis, so it only comes into a mind that's panim a mind that's vacuous from wisdom, from Tyra. Meaning, if we'd be able to learn like we should, if we would be able to, let's say, go to sleep at night. And by our bedside, we'd have uh, the, uh, our Gemara with us, or we'd have a uh, Mesosi Sharam, or we'd, we'd go to sleep like thinking about Akasha. And like, then it's very, I, I don't think it's ever happened in the history of the world that a Bentairo would go to sleep with a Gemara by his bed and be like Chazaring, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, starting to have a crazy hero of Avera, of Arias. I don't think it ever happened in the history of the world. When does it happen? When do we start being Maharer? about Nashim and whatever, and we go to bed and we have a laptop in our bed or we have a smartphone in our bed or we have a book in our bed. And then, then and th- those are times that Mayim ain't, but if we don't have water, if we don't have Taira, then Nechashim akrabim yeshbay, says the guy. That's when the Nechashim snakes and scorpions, all of the, the Yitzhahara, all the enemy is able to infiltrate when there is a, a vacuum of Mayim. It's not a coincidence that Chazal tell us that Mayim ain by of Menuchashim Akrabim Yesh by. There is a relationship between these two. If you have water in the bar, there's not going to be snakes and scorpions can't survive uh, too long in a bar that has water in it. When there's no water in the bar, then ah, that's you know when the cats away, the mice will play. Then snakes and scorpions are going to jump and they're going to make that their natural habitat. And that's exactly what happens with us with our minds when we're able to fill up our minds, the bar of our minds, with Tyra, and we're thinking in Tyra, and we're chazering, and we're learning, and we're, then there won't be Nechashim Nechavim. We know this. It's not, this isn't even a Chiddush. I think we all know this. Intuitively, we know it. When, when do we have it? A lot of times we have it, you know, Ben Azmanim. Ben Azmanim is like, uh, you know, we're home, it's the summer, it's Yantiv or whatever, and we're not in Yeshiva, we have no, we're not busy with anything, so we're, we're vegging, we're just chilling, and we're doing this and that, you know, and, and uh, all of a sudden we find like, you know, I, I keep having eight hours, I keep wanting, or sometimes even during this man, if we're, you know, if we're not really serious about our learning, well, also, because there's a relationship between the Mayim of Taira and the Nechashem Akrab. If you're full, if you're filling up your mind with Taira, that's the great, sometimes, you know, you wonder, how am I, such a strong Yetzirah, how do I stop my Yetzirah? 
the answer is that if you'd really be learning, if we would be really learning, then we wouldn't have that, that tremendous taiva. The, the taiva, I'm not saying we wouldn't have any taiva even if we're learning. There's still yetzar in the world, even for B'nai Taira, that are learning. But it would be much weaker if we'd fill up our brain with taira. The reason why it happens, and you could chart yourself, you could think about yourself. When do we have you know, the taivas? When do all these hurum come into our brain? Probably there's a good chance that we were, when we were going to sleep at night, before we went to sleep, we were doing something other than learning. And when we're doing that, then, then the Sahara, you know, loves that. It jumps totally headfirst into, into our brain and it does everything and it, and it wins. It almost always wins. Very hard. Once the Yitzhar is in our brain to start fighting it and, and running out of the room and throwing the computer out the window, all that, we know it doesn't work. It would be great if it did, and maybe sometimes you could pull it up, but most of the time it doesn't. So the Gemara here is teaching us a very important lesson, says the Vilna Gain, that the way to combat the Yitzhar, the Nechash Makrabim, is fill up your brain with water. How would the stories of the Gemara, of like the Tanaim and Amoran, that would like struggle with these kind of things, that's a great question. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand those Gemaras. I mean, like, the Gemaras about Abaye, like he had these... Th- I, don't, I don't know what that means. I mean, I, I, on a certain level, I think it's just trying to teach us that, you know, don't have total yish. Like, if, we, if we're, you know, if we have these taivas, it's not... It didn't just happen in 2022, like, and we're, like, the worst people in the history of the world. Like, there, you know, this was... This is an age-old problem. But based on this... Gain, it's a great question. I don't know. Abaya was Kulay Taira. Abaya was, you know, wasn't, it, it, you know, it, it probably means, it's probably, if I, if I were to, you know, give you an answer, I would say that the Gemara is not at all Kipshutai and that it's, it means something else. Like whatever, whatever it means, it's on like the most microscopic level and it didn't really happen in the way you perceive it to happen. It's just, it was just some very, very minute type of, Taiva, but not at, not at all in the in the graphical way that the Gemara seems to be uh, expressing it. Okay, so let's just uh, take some inventory tonight. We learned uh, the the first shot in the Vilna Gaon in this Gemara, comparing the two Gemaras, the Tur of Kanis, and we get from that comparison that just like. Um, the Nerachanical Amal Me'esrim is Le'shaltu So the brothers didn't see the snakes because it was deeper than 20, because Lashna Vayashlich, Vayashlichu is more than 20 according to the Farish and Tamid. We had our question on that about the, um, about it, it seems to not be exactly the same Shalta Ba'ena. We had the Gain's additional Vart about the Chaser Vav by Vayashlicha Isa Habayra, and then Vabar Reik with a with a Vav Malay that Lamaister were Nechashim Akravim. We had the Vart that I said from my Talmud's Rebbe that uh, you know the refrigerator full of newspapers is a great great thing to always keep in mind. And then as a uh, as a uh, as an addendum to that is this other Vart of the Vilna Gain that you have to when we're talking about a mind being full, a mind is full. If it has mayim in it, if it has if it has water in it, the water is tyra, and when we have water of tyra in it, then we're able to combat the yitzar. The nachashim akravim they're held at bay, but if we suddenly feel an infiltration of the nachashim akravim, chances are that it's because we are depleted in the mayim of tyra in our brain. And what we have to do is we have to work harder, and we all do have to work harder to make sure that our minds are full and saturated of the of the Mehataira.
Um, my Rebbe used to say that, you know, every Bentaira uh, should go to sleep with a kasha on the Gemara, go to sleep, like fall asleep thinking about a kasha, and wake up with a teretz. In a perfect world, if we were really good, that's how we would be. And I guarantee you, if we would be that way, those nights that we would do that, we would have no issues with any Yitzhara. They would be like, the Yitzhara would be like, not even daring to come, you know, on 150th Street, let alone into our dorm room. But, but when we don't, when we fall short of that, and, and unfortunately it's easy to fall short of that because we have so many distractions in our lives, but uh, that is when the Nechashim and Akravim are, are a threat. And Amitz Hashem Chanukah is a time that we will be able to miscaber, just like uh, the Rabbim Biad Ma'atim, just like the Yivanim, were, the Chashmonam uh, were able to beat back the great power of the Yivanim against all odds. So the seemingly insurmountable Yitzhahara, which is so strong, Chanukah is a time that we can actually take the Yitzhahara down. And this is the first and best way to do it by filling up our mind constantly with Divrei Torah.